Friends, Romans, lend me your ears so that I may talk about an audio medium called Subcultured, podcast exploring subcultures from around the world. I am your Grand Emperor, Jacus Brenninus, and I'm joined today by fellow gladiators, Joanna Graemus. Hello, us. Benjaminus Highness. Are you not entertained? And Jacobus. Hi, guys. I'm glad Yater to be here. Guys, I've come to realization the other day that sports is really boring. Doesn't that just make you a big nerd? Yeah, but I'm just like. A guy kicks a ball around a thing and person throws another thing at a stuff, and it's just a bit like. Guys, what would you say? It's a worthwhile sport that isn't actually a sport. Like, you know, if 50-50 or Robot Wars officially became a sport. Like, Ben, what would you want to be an official sport to make everything exciting again? Really, anything's a sport if you add lions. (laughs) Ooh! So does that mean the documentary Tiger King is technically a sport? I'd say there's some sport involved in that, yeah. Especially uh, when certain husbands go missing. But that was probably a, uh, a sporting <laughs> event in some way. There's definitely some energy exerted, I imagine. Joe, what about you? What do you want to become a sport? What I want to become a sport is already a sport, which is sports entertainment, which is professional wrestling. Ooh. Wrestling's never something I've really been into. I wonder if there's any good podcasts out there about wrestling. Mm. <laughs> oh. Unfortunately, there isn't. There's not a single one, actually. <laughs> no. Who would want to do that? Who would make two and a spin-off series? It's just ridiculous. No one would ever be so stupid as to do that. No, no. Jabs, what about you? What would you want to become a sport? I might go for professional paper, stone, scissors tournaments. Ooh. You know, it's it's all about mind games. It's all about hand movements. I think it'd be uh, quite a cerebral sport. It'd be like chess. Well, I bring this up because, yes, I'm bored at sport and... Looking back through history, sport used to be wicked cool. So today, we're going to be looking at the best sport out there, which does involve lions, does involve a bit of theatre, gladiators. And Jabs, you are our tour guide, our expert, quote-unquote, today. Tell us about who are gladiators. Well, before we begin, I would just like to say uh, there will be some Latin in this episode, and I'm going to pronounce it horribly, so... Apologies if you're like an Oxford professor, perhaps. You're going to really offend all of our citizens from ancient Rome. Great, thanks, Jacob. We're going to get cancelled. All my Marvel busts are going to be pushed over. Tantum are going to dig up tablets mocking Mm. us for our inaccuracy. (laughs) So, what are gladiators? Well, I'm sure you can imagine, but gladiators were armed combatants who fought each other, wild animals and condemned criminals for the entertainment of the Roman crowds. While death wasn't a certainty, many, many gladiators died in the arena, as you might imagine. And it existed for around a thousand years, starting in the 3rd century BC, peaking in the 1st and 2nd century AD, before declining in the 5th century AD. Jesus, what the hell happened in the 5th century that was like, nah, this is bullshit? Well, uh, Rome collapsed. (laughs) Just Uh, that little thing, you know. Just Mm. that. Just that Mm. one snitch. Rome got cancelled. Fucking Rome. (laughs) Ruined a good thing. That was quite a cancelling, though, just burning the entire city down. I say we bring back burning anyone who is cancelled. Instead of cancelling people, we just burn them. Okay. okay. It's not very carbon neutral, though, is it, really? I mean, you're just adding more carbon to the environment. It's recycling. I'm sure they're full of shit. Oh, methane. Hmm. Uh, hmm. 
Well, shall I tell you, first of all, the kind of people who actually did this? Yes, please. So, we're going to start off strong. The vast majority of them were slaves, prisoners of war, or criminals. So, you know, yeah, we've got a good tone already. Prisoners of war, obviously the best, because they already knew how to fight. But slaves were bought for the purpose of turning them into gladiators at gladiator schools called Ludus. Wait, so like they'd buy children and then turn them into gladiators? Not necessarily children, more kind of young adults. Who's going to spend their time training a five-year-old with a sword for him to like get minced in the first five minutes of a fight? Gladiator Junior sounds like it could have been the Sunday morning cartoon of the Roman Empire. <laughs> yeah, or the new reality TV show. Mm. Gladiator Junior. Christ. How did it compare to being a regular slave, being a gladiator slave? Was that an upgrade or a downgrade? You were still a slave, but... As with sports stars nowadays, they were a very big investment in time, resources, and money. So they were quite looked after. Mm. So you would always have a house over your head. You'd always have food. You'd always have good medical care. So in a way, there was some benefits of being a gladiator, other than the fact you had to fight in an arena and possibly die. But there was enough of a benefit that some gladiators who won their freedom would then go on to just keep fighting as a gladiator. It is really like being famous, slave to the system, but pampered throughout the entire journey. Mm. Plus, think of all the uh, the people who are famous these days from doing dumb shit and they just continue to do it. Like, the amount of like TikTokers and YouTubers who do parkour on top of skyscrapers and make money on their is YouTube Is that really years. a thing? Yeah. Oh. It's anxiety-driven. I mean, the fact they uploaded it to the internet kind of is proof that they don't fall. I mean, there's always that. That's, I guess, true. Just like, I guess you could argue TikTok is, it's really weird, really, because they're both kind of like admired, and the fact we know some of the names nowadays shows that how admired they were. But they're also, uh, what's a nice way of putting this, scum <laughs> at the same time? Wait, 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 the TikTokers or the gladiators? Bit of both, you know. <laughs> Look at that, I'm, I'm getting it on those Zoomers. But there's this uh, concept in Rome of infamia, which was basically for a certain class of people, so kind of like prostitutes, pimps gladiators, kind of those types where they had no social standing and they had no legal protections as well. So they couldn't vote, they couldn't provide testimony in court, they couldn't leave a will, all this kind of stuff. They were kind of the lowest of the low. So you can sort of see why some of them would continue on, because even if you, you know, you impress the crowd enough and they freed you, you still had kind of dubious legal protections, really, because obviously you were still at the bottom of the pile. Mm. But that's not to say that free men didn't go and fight as gladiators as well. It's quite nice to think that, oh, they're doing it for kind of the roar of the crowd. They're doing it for the honour. But the vast majority of these people known as Octorati, they were usually outcasts, freed slaves, discharged soldiers, or people with just no other choice. Could you say that word again, Jabs? Octorati. Could you say it with an accent, Jabs? (laughs) I'd offend all our Italian (laughs) listeners. (laughs) I just want to butcher it a bit more. But it'd be, uh, oh, Taratti, I believe. I even did the hand action there, you can't see (laughs) Expectations set. Yeah, so even these people, these kind of free citizens, would then become infames and kind of game infamia, and they would become the bottom of the pile. But that's not to say that good old emperors didn't get in on the fun as well. Oh, the public saw it as really disgraceful, because of course, if you're like the Emperor of Rome, you're supposed to be out winning battles and new lands and all this kind of stuff, not swanning around mm. in the arena. But they did. And obviously, as you can imagine, if you're the Emperor, who's going to really stop you? So I'd like to bring up quickly good old Emperor Commodus, if I may. 
Who is Emperor Commodus? You might know the name because he was the emperor played by Joaquin Phoenix in Gladiator. Hmm. So you can sort of imagine where I'm going to go with this. I've not seen Gladiator. <laughs> Am I missing out? It's a pretty good film. Is it? Imagine the movie 300, but it wasn't shit. <laughs> 300 was all right. No. You know, in, in a way. <laughs> it's, it's a good popcorn movie. You know? No. Gladiator. No. I'd say Gladiator's got story would probably be yes, a different stream that's in 300. 300 was an awakening for a lot of young men. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Jake saw himself reflected in those rippling abs. <laughs> I mean, 300 half-naked men running around being badass. Feelings are going to be stirred. Mm, with very large spears as well. What's yes. That, what's that saying? Exactly. It was mm. just a big homoerotic movie about men trying to be manly men, but really being pretty gay, because that was very acceptable back then, wasn't it? That's what everyone loved doing. Oh, it was very fashionable. Yes. But Gladiator doesn't have any of that, unfortunately. No, no. So, Commodus, Emperor Commodus, well, he uh, never lost a fight, very surprising, because <laughs> his opponents would always submit, as you may imagine, because he's the Emperor, obviously. But also, and this is where it gets a bit weird, he would charge the city of Rome with 200,000 denarii, which is like a Roman currency, mm. per appearance. <laughs> now, an aperture legionnaire, like a soldier in the army, would only make 225 a year. So you can sort of get an idea of how much he's just wasting. I mean, it just sounds like a, a regular politician to me. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> Basically, so yeah. The, the city I own is going to pay me mm. money that I don't already own from the city mm-hmm. to just to be here. Yeah, just to like swing a sword a bit and look fancy. However, he also loved to fight exotic animals. So he oh. once killed 100 lions in a day. Oh, I mean, did he though? I'm calling bullshit. The lions would fuck him up. I don't, it reminds me of like all those billionaire excursions you get to see where they like are given machine guns and they're like taken to a sanctuary and it's like there you go you can kill a hundred lions all the lions are pissed they're drunk go on kill the lions <laughs> that doesn't seem to, to i mean how many hours would you say a hundred lions in a day right mm-hmm. he won't have been going for 24 hours straight i imagine if we take a hundred lions and we say give him 10 hours for the day which is, is still quite a long time he's got to kill 10 lions an hour what kind of maths GCSE question is this? <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of lions per hour. Mm, How really many is. lions per hour must he kill? So he once also decapitated a running ostrich with a specially designed dart. No! What? Before taking its head, walking over to watching senators and motioning to them that they would be next. <laughs> with a dart? How do you chop off a head with a dart? I guess it depends on if by dart it means an arrow or like a javelin or something. But oh. yeah, I, I don't know what's it even look like. It'd be a very wide head in mm. any case. It's all a big ego stroke, isn't it? I've killed this big bird. I can kill you too. I mean, being in, in you know, like long meetings, sometimes you do need to make that sort of power move to mm. say, oh, definitely. this is what we're doing. You're getting on board. Mm. This is going to be something we segue to like later on. But there's such a wrestling ego vibe. I just feel like this is something Vince McMahon would do if he was, like, back in the day. I assume that's why we're doing this episode, because it's not like there's still a subculture of gladiators, are there? Other than wrestlers. Like, I think that's pretty much what professional wrestling is. It's just, like, muscled men fighting for Vince McMahon's entertainment. That sounds like gladiators (laughs) to me. The only thing we're really missing out on in, like, the large entertainment the Romans did was probably fighting the animals. 
which obviously isn't ethical, but with the rate that robotics are coming on, I would be completely up for Boston Dynamics putting a robot dog against an MMA fighter in an arena to see what happens. <laughs> oh, Conor McGregor. Yes, please. Yes. Oh. One more thing about the girl Commodus. One time, he had all the citizens of Rome who were missing feet, so if you kind of accident or illness, taken to the arena and tied together <laughs> as, so he could beat them to death with a club. While he did this, he pretended they were giants. So what? Normal. <laughs> a bit normal, yeah. But he wasn't a total monster because he gave them sponges <laughs> to throw. He what? Sorry. He gave them sponges to throw sponges? in their defence. Yeah. <laughs> I thought he rocks. said plungers, and I was like, "Well, that's not oh, so no, bad." No. Sponges. Sponges, yes. So yeah, they all died. When he was pretending they were giants, did he like sit on the floor and was like trying to kind of do some like giant fetish thing going on? Was that his just, kink? I think he was just a bit mad. <laughs> That's the thing, because he also pictured himself as like the reincarnation of Hercules. Uh... Like some sort of aspect of Hercules. And so, you know, Hercules killed giants. I will make my own giants. <laughs> and then beat it to death. We've moved away from what I just said a bit, but it still seems very, very apt. This just sounds like what a modern day politician might do. <laughs> I mean, you never know. That's the thing. It definitely sounds like something a modern politician probably did in their youth while a member of the <laughs> Bullingdon Club. Mm, definitely. I bet he was one of those kids at Roman school that just lied about everything. Every school has that kid that just <laughs> yeah. lies. Yeah, mm. yeah. But um, as you may imagine, he was later assassinated. So, you know. <laughs> By the entire population of Rome. The ostrich came back. <laughs> if only, that'd be a good death. But no, he, um, they tried to poison him and he gagged that up. And so he was then strangled in the bath. By a wrestler. By a wrestler! Hey! (laughs) Now, I'm not familiar with wrestling. Is this The Undertaker's backstory that we're talking about? (laughs) I've not done the episode on him, but I assume so, yes. What other key figures are there in the gladiatorial world? Well, obviously, we have Spartacus, probably Mm. the most famous one, who was a Thracian slave who led a uprising against Rome. We also have Flamma, aka the Flame who Ooh. won his freedom four separate times, but refused it every single time. Why is he called The Flame? Is that some kind of wrestling gimmick that he's got going on? You know what? Sort <laughs> of. Because if you were a free man and became a gladiator, you could use your normal name. So, for instance, we know a guy called Marcus Attilius. So that's his actual name. But Slave's got single-word stage names. So Flammer, for instance, Spartacus, things like that. Which, you know, going back to Vincent Mann, that's a very Vince thing to do. Just give... People with single names. It is so Vince. Mm. I'm taking away your last name, pal. That's mine now. Imagine if he'd done that during the Attitude Era and Stone Cold Steve Austin had <laughs> just been called Steve. <laughs> Not Stone Cold. Or The just Rock had just Steve. been called Dwayne. <laughs> Wasn't Stone Cold going to be Fang McFreeze or something? Chili McFreeze. Chili I'll have McFreeze. You know. <laughs> McFreeze. <laughs> Jesus. So what did it take to become a gladiator? I mean, I know slavery was a big mm-hmm. part of it, but you know, what happens when you were one? Well, you'd be taken to a gladiator school called a Ludai. You'd be trained by former gladiators. It was basically like, it's almost military-based, where you had like a barracks and very set regimes and things like that. And you'd be taught basically just how to fight and how to essentially die well. What? What do you mean? Let me find my... Notes on how to die well. <laughs> oh, Clark, I know exactly what you mean. I have the same note on my computer too. That's a t-shirt right there. That's a subculture t-shirt straight away. Oh, God. 
yeah, so in the arena, you expected to kind of, well, die well. They kind of expected you to have a good death. So you've never well, like asked for mercy. Or... Sort of, yeah. So basically, you're not going to beg. You're not going to cry. You're not going to be a little bitch about it. <laughs> yeah, you got some kind of life coach who just tells you not to be a little pussy bitch as you bleed out. <laughs> <laughs> basically, yeah. You'd kneel there, you'd expose your neck, and you would get stabbed and you'd go down, and that would be it. When it came to removing the body after someone was killed, there's conflicting reports, depending on what you read. So either a person died well and they were removed from the arena with dignity, or an official dressed as the god of the underworld would smash your head with a mallet. <laughs> it's one of those two. We're not entirely sure. When you look at kind of gladiator skeletons, it's done to some and not all. So that maybe it was just for criminals and disgraced gladiators? Mm. Maybe? You can imagine the conversation the organisers are having of like, okay, so how do we make the end bit more exciting? I know. What if we just melon smashed the fuck out of anyone who fell, right? Isn't that disgraceful? Yeah, but it'd be fucking cool, right? I can see definitely like a little conference room full of Roman marketing executives going, we need to spice this event up a bit. What are we going to (laughs) do? Someone comes in with just like a grapefruit and a big hammer and just goes, bam, drops the hammer and just walks off like, that's your idea. <laughs> Plus, it's quite humane, I guess. If you'd like been stabbed in the stomach and you were slowly bleeding to death, that could take days. Very true. Uh, how about we go take a good old wee break and sort of get off the bus and admire the ostriches whilst they're still around, eh? Dibs on using the sponge on a stick first to clean myself. Oh, you always take it first. I don't like sloppy second sponges. Oh. Hi, it's me again. Just thought I'd remind you that if you like what we're doing, that we also have social medias that you can follow us on. At SubculturedCast on Twitter and Instagram. They're pretty good. You share memes. You like memes, right? Yeah, 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 you definitely like memes. Or if not, why don't you take a second to just take in our old episodes, which you can find at Subcultured on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Spotify. Yeah, you like that. They like that. You like it too. Or if not, why don't you go check out the network we're on? That's why we're part of the network. And it's pretty cool. It's called Podcrabs www.podcrabs.com where you can listen to a bunch of other cool podcasts by other cool people. Yeah? Yeah? Alright, I gotta go. Ben's been hogging that sponge on a stick for a bit too long. See you later. So, gladiators, eh? Yes. Well, we talked briefly about dying. Hmm. That's not fun. (laughs) It's not fun, no, but it certainly is interesting. So, how many of them died? Our classic, <laughs> our classic line. We don't fully know, obviously, because Rome fell in the 5th century and that's a long time ago, so we don't have all the records, but we can, we can have a guess. We can have a guess. Researchers Hopkins and Beard estimated that there was a total of 400 arenas throughout the empire with about 8,000 deaths a year. Jesus. George Ville, another researcher, using evidence from gladiator headstones, calculated an average age of death to be 27. Wow. Oh, wow. Which seems quite late, really. However, a different researcher calculated it to be between 18 and 25. The average life expectancy in Rome was about into the late 50s, so you'd only have like half a life, essentially. 
Half a Life in Fame and Luxury doesn't sound horrible. No, not really. I guess it, it probably depends on where you are and how good you are, really. Most Gladiators probably fought in about two, three games a year, roughly. Some a lot more, some a lot less. But very few would survive more than ten fights. So you probably get about three years of being a Gladiator before you died. Oh. I've got a bit of a random question, mm-hmm. but I don't know where else to mention it. But did they ever do mind games? Oh, Well, like, you're going to sit in the middle of a Colosseum with a chess table. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Like, is it always down to who can fight the best? Or was there ever, like, a very clever gladiator who would, like, I don't know, use cunning? You know, there sort of was. Really? So, I guess the best one to fit into that would be a type called the Retiarius. You probably have seen these before. They're the ones that fought with the Trident and Net. The kind of classic gladiator yeah, look. Yeah, the Trident Net look with the uh, helmet, I'm guessing. They have the little... Uh... Well, actually, they didn't have a helmet. They would only have a, a small shoulder pad. But they would be put up against a very heavily armoured gladiator called a Secutor. And that was, I guess you could argue, more of a mind games thing because you had this very heavily armed and armoured Secutor fighting against a very unarmoured, quick... Retiarius with a net and a trident. So it became a game of cat and mouse, essentially. Oh. It's kind of like a very David versus Goliath vibe. Like in wrestling, when Braun Strowman wrestles like anyone who's small. Basically, yeah. Like, can the uh, Retiarius tire him out before the Secretor gets him, kind of thing. Huh. The look between the both of them seemed to make up the very generic gladiator look, where it's big yes. helmet, armor down one side, but other than that, no fuck all protection everywhere else. It's very anime armor, but for guys. Titties are out, asses flapping in the wind. It's what, mm. the, it's what the people want to see. Mm. Speaking of the Retiarius, um, I mentioned that they didn't have much armor on. That meant they were little bitches. <laughs> oh no. They were feminine. They were bitches. They were the <laughs> lowest of the gladiators. Okay, so tell me more. So you have to remember, Rome was a very military-based masculine society. And the idea of someone having very little armour and fighting in a very kind of hit-and-run fashion, kind of like throwing a net, jabbing and running back, was basically cowardice. Right. And so Retiarius were quite mocked, really. Why would they even do it? Well, if you're a slave, you're kind of forced to, really. Oh, I see. Really got well, that's not very fair, then. No, not really. This is your character, little bitch. <laughs> um, make it work. It even got to the point where Emperor Claudius had all losing Retiarius put to death so the crowd could enjoy the agony on their faces. However, at the same time, they also became quite popular because you could see their face. So obviously mm. it humanised them a lot more than other gladiators where you can't actually uh, see who they are. And so they actually got quite a fan base in some places. Hmm. I find the Romans being a particularly well tactical based military people would relish tactics like hit and run when your opponent is stronger and bigger. That's so bizarre. They were also quite aggressive, though, weren't they? I mean, when you say, like, tacticians, I could see why they would think running away is cowardly when you consider that uh, they very aggressively invaded, like, a lot of Europe, didn't they? I can tell you a fun random fact about running away as a Roman and why they were such a successful army. So we studied them for GCSE history. And do you know the term of a a centurion, Mm -hmm. which is the idea of a group of 100 soldiers? If any member of the Centurion ran away from battle, the whole of the Centurion would be killed. Jeez. So they held their own accountable. Or else. 
I mean, you think it's pretty bad, like, when you pull a sickie when you're working somewhere and you get guilted by your manager, like, are you really letting everyone down by not coming in today? <laughs> and could you imagine having a hundred people going, yeah, if you don't turn up, then, uh, well, it's, it's you or us, mate. Yeah. <laughs> we'll kill you ourselves if you don't come in. Dang. I mean, I guess it worked. Yeah, it did work. Yeah, definitely. One of the biggest oh, yeah. empires ever, so... Yeah. Why? I mean, they're done now, so not that successful. <laughs> but at the time, we've talked about murdering people, bashing giants to death. But this one was somehow crueler in a way. Oh, please. How could it be any crueler than watermelon smashing somebody? So Andabate were criminals who became gladiators. They'd be given a sword and a helmet with no eye holes. Oh, I've heard of oh. these. What? Yeah, so basically in, in a way like a general day of games is structured, you'd have animal fights at the start, an intermission where you'd have this kind of stuff, and then the main fights. So this is kind of like a bit of light entertainment. So, wow. yeah, you would basically blindfold criminals and then just push them towards each other <laughs> and see who could flail around and Amazing. get the other one first. Bring it back. Wow. I could see that being a, a decent sporting event to have on on a weekend. It's she's castle in all its glory, isn't it? It's not even a spot. There's no sporting chance in it at all. No, it's completely random. Wow. You mentioned there was something on the subject of mumholes, bumholes, kumholes, and rumholes. Mm. So, as you can imagine, there were sex symbols then, and I, I guess you could say they are now. We know that they were definitely sex symbols because we have graffiti. We know about Cresses. With his trident, who catches the girls at night in his net. Ooh. Oh, that's a bit. Well, obviously, with his net, he was a retiarius, no helmet. So, obviously, that uh, really helped his uh, So, a creep. <laughs> Basically, yeah. I mean, for someone whose job was you're a slave, fight to the death, catching people with nets, I'm assuming to woo them, but I feel it was probably not that. Well, I'm assuming this is just like, you know, like when you go to a, a public toilet, it's like, I shagged someone. <laughs> I cast my net over women. To facilitate sexual desire. <laughs> that is creepy, isn't it? Ugh. Mm. But we, we do know that, obviously, some of it was a lot more kind of reciprocated love. We have a amulet found in Leicester from the 2nd century AD that has Veracunda loves Lucius the Gladiator scratched on it. Ah, Which is quite nice. That's nice. Does it have, like, a really crude penis drawn on it? Maybe, but it, it, it's almost like, <laughs> I don't know, you know, like, almost like fangirling. Yeah. Ah, simps. A, but, but yeah, in a way, in a way. But also, obviously, it wasn't just the, the common people who were into gladiators. We know of Faustina, the daughter of Emperor Antonius Pius, and the wife of Marcus Aurelius, who also became a, an emperor, fell in love with a gladiator and became obsessed with him. Aww. So even a woman who could have anyone in the entire empire was like, yeah, I like these gladiators. Hot dang. To remedy this, uh, Marcus Aurelius went to a soothsayer who said, what you need to do, kill the gladiator and make her bathe in his blood. Oh. Oh. That took a dark turn. Yeah, and he did it. So oh. Did she? Well, I'm assuming so, because if your obsession is dead and you've been covered in his blood, probably ruins a bit of stuff. Does it? Or does it make it even sexier? <laughs> Depends if you're a vampire. Yeah. Yeah, but old uh, Faustina and Marcus later had a son. But who was that son? Can you take a guess? Like ostriches. Was it our, our good friend? Um, I've forgotten his name now. I want to say Cornelius, but I know that's not right. <laughs> it was good old Emperor Commodus. Who would have thought Commodus. 
if your mother bathes in the blood of a slain lover, that you've come out a bit evil. Who would have thought? <laughs> Who could have guessed with a daddy like that? So yeah, how do we all feel about Gladiator culture? Would we want to see it back on our tellies? And I mean like proper Gladiator, not like whatever the shit the BBC did with Richard Hammond. <laughs> I can't remember what it was called, but it was just stupid and dumb. Mm. You know what, I could almost see it. As long as like, people aren't dying. If it's just mm. blood, I think you might better go away with it. Because if you look at some like MMA fights, when people are like, their ears like, half hanging off and stuff, is that mm. really that much different? Exactly, it's not. It basically is the same thing, isn't it? It's just, yeah. it's just expanding out on there. I'm really, really into this idea of getting robots back out there to replace the animals. We're talking about this um, Commodore 64 guy. I've forgotten his name again. (laughs) (laughs) That's close enough. That's close enough. Emperor Commodore 64. Um, Just just thinking of him like killing 100 lions, that's a bit sad for lions. But if you were talking about um, Conor McGregor killing 100 robot dogs, I'm all for that. That sounds amazing. Yeah, no, that does sound good, actually. Craig Charles can uh, can narrate it. Bring him back. Yes! Yes! Yes, take him out of Coronation Street, put him back into robot versus people wars, and let's get this done. McGregor's got the confidence to say, you know what, 100 robots, I could do it. You, you might have some people going, that sounds a bit dangerous for robots and stuff. He could take it, I reckon. He's, he's cocky like that. I hope he hears this. Exactly. I hope he does it. I'm sure he can make it happen. Connor, if you're a fan of subcultured, get in touch with us and Jeff. We'll work something out, please. On that absolute stellar idea of a bombshell, how about we call it there? Thank you everyone for listening in to the wonderful world of gladiators. We are the Subcultured Board of Tourism and we apologise for this message. Thought you'd seen the last of me? Not bloody likely, you swines. You can find more from the ragtag bunch of hooligans by searching Subcultured Cast on Twitter and Instagram. Plus, make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to Subcultured on your podcast platform of choice. Subcultured is part of the Podcrabs Network at www.podcrabs.com. It is well good. What happened to society? Do you remember, like, <laughs> even just, like, 15 years back, nobody talked about eating ass, and now it's, like, the popular thing for kids to do. <laughs> it's all you hear about on the internet. <laughs>